Hello and welcome. I'm Rich Perley and this is the Peer Digital Podcast. This show is for technology leaders who want to discuss important topics and issues of the day from a technology perspective. Everything from digital transformation, business continuity planning for coronavirus, legacy infrastructure replatforming, and much, much more. I'll be helping to guide your transformational journey, navigating through tough terrain while overcoming obstacles and reducing costly mistakes. Whether you're a CEO, CIO, or just trying to plug into the digital landscape, you need proven strategies and someone who has been there and done that. You can learn more and stay up to date at peerdigital.com. Rich Purley is CEO and Managing Partner at Peer Digital Advisory Solutions, a boutique consultancy that supports companies on their journey from legacy technologies and business models to the realization of a digitally operating model. Rich shares insight from the perspective as former CIO and EVP for Global Services at Beckton Dickinson, now a leading independent consultant, helping Fortune 500 leaders take advantage of accelerating technology change, digitally transforming their organizations and culture. All opinions expressed by Rich Purley and Peer Digital and podcast guests are solely their own opinions. So... I would, I would tell you over the last couple of weeks, I think people have gone from, you know, this isn't going to happen, it's not real, to this week, I think for many companies and for many organizations, uh, it's crystallized that this is real, it's here, and everybody needs to start taking action. My customers are, are large uh, Fortune 500 companies, and everybody is really looking at, you know, what is the impact and revisiting how do I work differently? The whole notion of uh, social distancing and how do I move my workforce out of the infrastructure that I've set up and have people working at home so that they can protect their people, but at the same time still uh, continue to to work and uh, do the right thing for their organization. So I can tell you uh, most of the executives that I'm working with are totally focused on, you know, contingency planning around the coronavirus. Um, all of the technology leaders are really evaluating how do how do we work differently. Uh, in some instances, you know, they're buying software and, uh, and, and equipment um, because they had a different way of working that didn't necessarily contemplate uh, this situation that we're in, and it's probably going to be a situation we're going to be in for some time. And so this is uh, it's an opportunity to really see uh, which leaders are uh, at the forefront and really uh, making those changes and helping their organizations. Uh, are you running? Are you running away from the building, um, or you're running to it, trying to really help and, and solve uh, you know your organization's problems? You know, first you have to understand the human side of this. Um, people are worried first and foremost about their families. Um, if if they've got you know, children at school, if they've got elderly relatives at different parts in the country, are, are they safe and, and how are they making out? Because obviously it's, it's a huge distraction for all of us in the media today. And so just checking in with your, with your team to make sure, are you okay? And then I think, you know, understanding that it's okay. Now, what are the changes that we have to do in order to, as much as possible, uh, keep some level of normalcy 
um, for your folks and for the organization? You know, what are some of those projects? Uh, you know, in the military, um, you know, before war, you know, they'd have they'd have people paint the ships because they didn't necessarily want them focused, you know, on the battle at hand. You know, they wanted them focused on some routine activity. And so what are those, you know, activities that you could focus your organization on beyond just, you know, the regular day-to-day work and, you know, keep them focused on something other than coronavirus, which is just dominating the conversation and will for some time. And I think, you know, that's what we need to be doing as leaders is, is giving people alternative focuses, making sure that we're checking in. Um, and then really focused on, you know, how do we how do we address this and how do we, as I said, maintain some some semblance of normalcy? Let's just take the very specific, you know, I've got to move people from our facilities where all the phones, all the desks, all the infrastructure. And now I've got to support them, um, you know, with more of an Internet infrastructure. And what are some of those tools? Do I have the tools in my inventory? Do I have to go out and buy some tools? What are those things I need to do in order to enable them? And there may be some people that still have to come to work because of their job. They may not have, you know, what they need in order to perform their, th- those aspects of their jobs at their home. Over the last couple of weeks, you know, leaders have done that. Now, in some instances, you know, like uh, if you look at what's going on in education and sports, they're just, they're just canceling everything. You know, we're just going to stop until further notice. Um, and I think some companies are are going to have to do that as well. I think it's going to be, you know, industry specific. I think it's going to be com- company specific. And what are those, uh, you know, business continuity plans that companies are, are, are putting in place? I think that's the other part of this is it's really testing um, business continuity because, that's a lot of what this is. How do I continue my business in the in the face of a of a you know quote unquote disaster? And how do I keep keep things going? When I was at BD, we had you know a hurricane that rocked one of our manufacturing locations in Puerto Rico. And what I thought made that really great is you had all of these different functions. Uh, led by the manufacturing organization, uh, come together on how do we help you know connect the facility? How do we make sure that the people uh, get paid? Because it was a situation where you couldn't buy anything in Puerto Rico unless you had cash. So we had to fly cash into Puerto Rico so to, to cover for our employees there. And everybody really came together. And so as I think about this and I think about the organizations I'm working with, you know, how do people come together and how do we help each other get through this? Because if you look at some of the charts, the, the United States is really only at the tip of the iceberg as it relates to this event. And, you know, there's a lot more that we're going to have to go through. And so whether it's helping your customer, whether it's helping your neighbor whether, or your, your, your family, how do you work through that in a way to keep things moving? Companies have been facing different types of disasters, and not all of them are aware of. This one is obviously immensely public, and you can't get away from it. But you know, many companies have been targeted uh, with cyber attacks, and so just like we did with uh, you know the Puerto Rico incident at BD, we went back and we said, okay, what were the things that we were doing right? What were the things that we were doing wrong? And what you find is that there's a constant trade-off between the cost that you have to spend today 
and the risk that you're trying to mitigate, right? The unknown risk that you're trying to mitigate in the future. And what, what you find a lot of times when you go back and do the root cause analysis on, well, how come I didn't have this in place or that in place is there was financial decisions that were made maybe five years ago. And a good example is, you know, I was responsible for shared service centers and all of our uh, associates in the shared service center had laptops. We had one location in uh, Santiago, Chile that periodically would have earthquakes. And sometimes the people couldn't get to the building. And so, you know, with that part of the business continuity plan, we know that because people had Internet access, they could still work and do some semblance of their job, you know, from from their homes. Some companies have said, hey, you know what, we're going to only have desktops because a desktop is only eight hundred dollars and a laptop. I may have to spend two thousand dollars. So the reality is one one day of you know loss of work in the shared service center probably covers the delta. And so how do you get leaders um, at that point of purchase with constrained budgets to make the right purchasing decisions so that when that event happens, and God, we, we all hope it never happens, but we found that more and more, whether it's you know power outages in certain parts of the world, whether it's uh, you know, a pandemic pandemic like we're facing now, it's causing us to do things differently. And the reality, whether it's what happened today, whether it's a hurricane, the resources that you need are going to be constrained at when that event is going on. Um, a good example was satellite phones. We had to call in a number of favors in order to get some satellite phones from AT&T so that we could have conversations, you know, with our plant, right? And it's, it's things like that that nobody thinks of as they're going through an event like this. My guess is there's going to be a constraint on getting computers for people because China's impacted and, you know, are they going to have the manufacturing capacity? Um, if I need to put in additional network capabilities, unless you've done some of that up front as part of pre-planning, trying to put it in right now is is going to be difficult. So it's all of these things kind of coming together and you find out if you, if you were really prepared and, and a good uh, uh, practice at, at the back end of this is doing kind of a wrap up and review of how did our BCP actually stack up against the experience and the expectations? Did, did we have everything that we needed? And BCPs, you know, some organizations are are dusty documents, right? They're things that I haven't looked at it in 10 years and they should be living, breathing documents and things that are exercised um, at some frequency to, to make sure because the world's changing. And if you're not keeping that fresh, you will, you will need it someday and it, it won't be where you need it to be to protect your company and to manage your risk. This podcast is sponsored by Peer Digital Advisory Solutions, a boutique consultancy that supports companies on their journey from legacy technologies and business models to the realization of a digitally operating model. If you would like to learn more about Peer Digital and see notes from today's show, visit www.peerdigital.com forward slash podcast. Now back to the show with your host, Rich Perley. When you're in the middle of any emergency, whether it's a system outage or whatever the event is, the first rule is address the event. And so you've got leaders right now that are in the middle of moving resources, moving technologies. And so the, the, the primary focus right now for all organizations is through managing this event, whether you're putting in some type of command center, again, uh, every, every emergency or every every event that I've been involved in, we started with a command center, right? And because 
it, it, it's about communications, right? How do I make sure the CEO knows what's going on down to the employee who's taking calls in your call center? And that, that communications uh, infrastructure is critically important. And so before we get into, you know, how do I fix things going forward and the, the post-blame game that, that, that tends to happen, right? Take care of the emergency. I would urge all leaders and organizations, make sure that you've got your arms around this. And I can tell you, I've seen some organizations that I think are doing a, pr- a pretty good job, at least, at least to me. So I'm a big Marriott customer and I spend a lot of my time in, in Marriott. And so I needed to leave uh, Michigan, which is where one of my current customers is pretty quickly. Tyler, uh, the, the, the on-staff uh, manager was like, don't worry about it. It's, it's no big deal. And it was easy because clearly they'd gotten the message from their leadership. So another message come out today from the CEO and president. So even though the, the, the hospitality industry is going to definitely take a hit, they're trying to do the right thing for their customers because they're not playing this just for today. They're playing this for the long-term relationship, right? So, and so how do you not just take a short-term focus on this and how do you make sure that your customers and your, your associates kind of know and, and what the expectations are? Because that's as much of this as anything. It's, it's how do you act during the emergency? Do you act with dignity? Do you act with a gravitas or you know, are you running around with your head on fire? And so I think those organizations right now are the ones you want to watch because I think when we get out of this and we will get out of this, those are the ones you want to be a part of and, and work with. So again, you know, Marriott, I think, is doing a good job based on what I can see as a customer. I think everybody's along that continuum based on how good their BCP is, how much pre-planning have they done, and others are, are racing to catch up. Coming together in a big organization starts with leadership. It starts with leadership. And when you see it kind of unraveling, that's not the employee's problem. That's the leader's problem. On the back end, evaluating effectiveness of your of your business continuity plan, doing some of the, what I would say, post-incident response from a root cause standpoint. And IT, root cause is part of everything that we do. And a lot of times, company companies want an objective third party who can come in and look at what went right, what went wrong, and what are the things that we should do differently, you know, from an IT, from a shared services standpoint. I would say the other part of it is, what are the things that we should have been thinking about that we weren't? We talk a lot about uh, digital labor and bots and things like that. This is a great opportunity, I think, for companies to look at potential investments in new technologies that may take some of the load off the existing staff when you're in a significant uh, situation like that where, where some of your workforce is not necessarily focused on the work, they're focused on themselves, which the reality is they need to be because you want to make sure that they're, they can continue to support the organization. Hey everyone, Rich here again. To find more episodes of the Peer Digital Podcast, go to peerdigital.com forward slash podcast. You can also follow me on LinkedIn and Twitter at Pearly Rich. That's spelled P-I-E-R-L-E, Rich, all one word. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a quick review for us on iTunes, which will help more business leaders discover our podcast. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day.